Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I am the tail fin road locomotive. You can polish my chrome so clean. We can fly off into the sunset together. A rusty old American dream. Still running. A rusty old American I'll tell you what, you don't find too many rusty ones out here in the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. It's back to the 50s. These beautiful vehicles that keep driving by, most are parked right now. And uh, I think, um, Dan Burns, good morning, by the way. Good morning. It is uh, a gorgeous day here on the fairgrounds. And these vehicles, I tell you what, people have put not only a lot of money, but a lot of heart and soul into these things. And they are just beautiful. Beautiful. You know, it's it's remarkable what they put into them and uh you know they're better than new and and they're 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 their lives and a lifestyle it's uh traveling around with their cars is what they do for fun and for hobby and for their spare time and and uh it's remarkable i i I really admire somebody that's able to get the kind of passion that they get out of uh out of collecting and restoring and taking care of their cars it's really fun it really is fun, and there's a lot of folks coming out here. In fact, uh, uh, I was told a couple of hours ago that there will be, well, I guess I can just say near nearly 12,000. There's like 11,600 and some uh, vehicles that will be here in the fairgrounds. <laughs> it's just, you, know, you, you know, we you, had a question. You, you just can't see them all, can you? No, uh-uh. No, I've, I've walked around a few blocks here, and, it, it, it's, and it's going on, by the way, uh, today and tomorrow. And uh, as I said, the weather today is just uh, phenomenal for this back to the 50s here at the Minnesota State Fair. Uh, We had a question, though, Dan, about um, these old vehicles, about uh, leaded gas. I mean, how how does some of these old carbureted vehicles run? What what, what does the owner have to do to keep them running? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's not the carburetor, actually, that's the problem with leaded gas. It's the engine. And the oh. valves, they need they need the lead in there kind of as a cushion for the valves, uh, or the valves will burn on them. And there's an additive, there's a lead additive that you can buy at a parts store and, and add to the fuel. The bigger concern for many of them is oxygenated gas. In other words, gas that has alcohol added to it. And we've talked about this on the show a number of times, Denny, where I thought... Uh, Non-oxygenated gas was uh, was a rare thing, but I guess it's actually quite common. A lot of stations have it. A lot of people like it, want it. Uh, a lot of people want it not only for their you know antique and restored cars, but they want it for their uh, lawnmowers and and boats and snowmobiles and and all of yep. that sort of stuff also. So no, I think, I, I I think agree. all of I think all of the new technology is pretty much built on 
oxygenated gas, but, you know, people don't like it anyway, and, and that's fine. It, uh, it's just fine. I guess it's pretty pretty available, and, and you just have to look around a little bit, and you'll find it. Yeah, I, I specifically found a station that, uh, for, like you said, for the uh, lawnmower, snow thrower, uh, specifically for those uh, for those instruments. Uh, if you have a car care question on this Back to the 50s Saturday here at the fairgrounds, we're at the uh, CCO Broadcast Center, by the way, just like the Minnesota State Fair uh, broadcast. 651-989-9226. Folks are calling in already. 651-989-9226. Or send Dan your text, 81 81- Eight zero seven eight one eight zero seven. Dan, here's a question that came in earlier, and I know we've had it before. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts on extended warranties? Does it depend on what car you purchase, or are they, in some cases, a waste of money? Is the texter's question. <laughs> That's a tricky question. Uh, yeah. If ever you need one, you need it bad. <laughs> you know, if you have a car that's outside of the manufacturer's warranty and you run into an engine or transmission problem, you'll be darn glad that you had an extended warranty. But my argument, or not argument for or against, you, you have to make the decision on how you feel about insurance because that's exactly what you're buying. You're buying insurance on a on your vehicle for the drivetrain usually, uh, you know, non uh, maintenance type items and if something uh, on one of those maintenance items fails you'll be glad you have the warranty however more likely nothing will happen as is true with most insurance you'll you'll never use it you'll just be glad uh, that you had it if ever you do need it but but the, in the case that you didn't use it of course it was a waste of money and yeah, so, so you, you you have to decide how you feel about insurance because that's really all it is it's an insurance policy uh, for the protection of your car. If you feel better about paying for it up front or making payments on the insurance policy, then that's what you should do. For me personally, uh, I, of course, I get my car fixed cheap because I can do it myself, but, uh, <laughs> that's true. but I, I, I don't buy them. I don't buy the insurance policy because my theory is that, the, you know, it's just another company that's making, you know, the insurance companies make money on these policies. They they collect more premiums than they pay out, and that's how it works. That's how it's that's supposed right. to work. So good for them, but yeah. uh, but they make money on them, and I think, well, I'm think I'll take my chances. So, for so sure. All right, very good. It, you know, if you can't afford the catastrophic failure that you might get, then you probably should buy the insurance policy. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, if like you said, if you sleep better with it, then go ahead. Uh, tell you what, let's go to the phones before we break, Dan. Uh, Jim in Robbinsdale, I believe, is waiting in the wings. Jim, what is your question for Dan? Good morning, guys. I've got a 1950 Ford custom two-door. It's got a buzz in the speedometer. Now, that's more and more prominent in the winter until it warms up. In the summer, you've got to drive it a little bit, you know, five, ten minutes before the buzz goes away. It gets more pronounced at a higher speed once you get it up to 50 or 60. Once you get it up that high, the speedometer, when it's buzzing, doesn't register properly. It takes a while for it to get warmed up. <laughs> what do we have to yeah. do, Dan? Take the whole dashboard off, or what's the fix on that? It, de- it depends if the noise is coming from the cable. Uh, on an older car like that, there's a cable that runs from the... Uh, 
transmission up to the speedometer, and if that cable has gotten uh, rusty or dry, it'll make a noise and, and cause trouble, actually. And uh, if it is the cable, it's actually a pretty easy fix. You disconnect it at the back of the speedometer, and oftentimes you can do that without even taking the speedometer out of the car. You, When you get it off, there's a, there's a cable inside of a housing, and you um, pull the cable out of that housing. You get your fingers full of grease or, or some sort of thicker lubricant and, and run them down that cable, put the cable back in, and that, if it is the cable, that will take care of the noise. If the noise is indeed coming from the uh, speedometer head itself, then that head will need to come out and more than likely be sent somewhere. Uh, you'll have to do your research on where to send it, but they'll have to be sent somewhere, and that speedometer head will have to be um, rebuilt. So, All right. But it used, used to be very, very common repair. I'm sorry I'm old enough to know this, but we used to do this. <laughs> We used to do this all the time where we had to pull speedometer cables out and re-lubricate them, put them back in. And if you catch them soon enough and lubricate them, they'll last forever. If you let them get too dry, the cable will actually bind up in there and break. And so uh, break, yeah. So if, if it is the cable, take care of that uh, sooner rather than later. All right, Dan, we need to take a quick break. We're talking car care, as we always do here on CCO. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Dan Burns is an ASE certified technician at Lloyd's. We'll find out more about him when we come back with your texts and calls here on a Saturday. Back to the 50s here at the fair. All right. Going back in time musically, we have gone back in time uh, with automobiles here at the Minnesota State Fair, the 45th annual Back to the 50s weekend on this gorgeous Saturday with the, the Dan Burns. I tell you, I wish you could see some of these vehicles. They are just what phenomenal. What a weekend! Uh, what what a weekend weather-wise to be doing this. It's just fabulous, oh, I, isn't it? I should say, and they're from all over. Almost twelve thousand of these vehicles, and all that's what's going country. on. That's why we're here. Uh, yeah. Dan is uh, with uh, Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Dan, where where are you guys located? We are at nine eighty-two Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria on Grand Avenue. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or uh, give us a call this morning. I'll be there, actually. I'll be at Lloyd's, actually, at 651-228-1316. Very good. Uh, Texter says, uh, Dan, uh, thanks for the show, an 05 VW Passat, front wheel shimmy, at about 35 to 40, and then goes away going faster. Any idea what the problem is? Probably potholes, all that. <laughs> yeah, I really do. I bet it's uh, uh, from the spring, and I'll bet that uh, that there was a significant pothole that happened, and uh, one of those wheels probably has a little bend in it uh, that sometimes you can't see. Sometimes we have to put it on our a balancing balancing machine to see the wobble in it, but there's probably a wobble. And uh, good news is those wheels are very expensive to replace, so they can be mm. sent out. And uh, there's new technology to heat the wheel up where the bend is and straighten it and get that wobble out of it. Much more affordable than trying to replace. You know, some of those wheels alone without the tire can be a thousand dollars so it's, no it's crazy how much wow. it costs. yeah 
Yeah. I guess. So, yeah. Right. Uh, but anyway, that's probably what it is. Now, if, uh, that's just my theory or, you know, my thought. But, uh, you know, right. tires also fail uh, from time to time. They, you know, the, the body of the tire can fall apart. And if that's the case, then uh, the tire would need to be replaced. But most often right now what we're seeing, because of the, the potholes this spring, which were pretty bad, uh, we're seeing that the wheels have a little bend in them. They were pretty bad for sure. Uh, let's go back to the phones before we take our bottom-of-the-hour break. Tom is calling from Minneapolis uh, with a question. Go ahead, Tom. You're on with Dan. Hi. Hi. Thanks. Uh, I've got an 03 Toyota Sienna, 146,000 miles. The dash light for the anti-lock brakes comes on intermittently. Just once in a while it'll be on and then go away. Well, the good news is, uh, for me, <clears throat> I can find out what that light's about because whenever the uh, any of those uh, warning lights come on, those warning lights are by a computer, and those computers, uh, when, when an error happens, those computers store a code so that we can get information out of them. Actually, they'll actually even store uh, a freeze frame, which is what the condition of the car was at the point that, they, uh, that the error happened. But uh, at any rate, I can find out what was going on when, or when the uh, ABS light came on and, uh, and find out what that's about. Most commonly on your car, it would be one of the sensors uh, on one of the wheels is failing, and uh, that sensor will need to be replaced. Uh, that happens quite commonly when it's uh, when it's intermittent like that. But good news is, if you take it in, it'll be a simple diagnosis, and and if it is a sensor, then it's probably a pretty simple fix too. All right, good. Dan, we need to take a break. We have more show to come, more car care here on CCO with your calls and text messages live from the Minnesota State Fair. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. I certainly haven't heard Gene Vincent in a few years. Back to the 50s it is. This is the weekend here at the Minnesota State Fair, the 45th annual, the Minnesota Street Ride Association, and these beautiful vehicles here, unbelievable. If you're heading out, you're you're in for a real treat. But then if you've been here before, you know that. We're in the midst of our car care show, Danny, along with Dan Burns from uh, Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Uh, Dan, I know we have more calls and more text messages than we can deal with, but let's see how uh, fast, how quickly we can help some folks out here. Uh, let's see, who's waiting? Uh, George is calling from Edina, I believe. George, you're on CCO with Dan. Yeah, good morning. I have a uh, 2004 Volvo S80 T6. One of the advantages I like on it is that it has the ability to keep track of my mileage, etc., through a readout on one of the uh, dials on my dashboard. However, it also has the ability to alert me if there's something mechanically wrong with the car. The problem is I don't get the reading of uh, this capability anymore. I just get blinking lights. Uh, nothing comes up. and. Uh, I've been told that I could be looking at a couple thousand dollar repair job to go in and basically replace a whole bunch of stuff behind my dash. Have you ever heard of this? Heard of that? And I think that the advice that you're getting is accurate and true. That it's probably you know that that uh, dash assembly that you're looking at is actually a computerized assembly, and more than likely that assembly is self-contained. In other words, it's like a 
television set. It's all enclosed, not serviceable, and the repair for it is most commonly to replace it. And uh, I have an I, I don't I have no idea, but I have an idea that that's going to be very expensive when you decide to take that on. So if you want that stuff working again, uh, I'm sure that that's what it's going to take, and it's going to be expensive. So sorry, but true. All right. Let's see who's next. Uh, Gary, I believe, is calling from Hastings with a question. Gary, good morning. You're on with Dan. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. See, I've got a 2004 Ford F-250 Super Duty, and when I hit the brakes uh, upon coming 10 to 5 feet from a full stop, it'll go into the anti-lock mode. Could you tell me what that could be? Yeah, it's either it's either this, one of the wheel speed sensors uh, is going bad or not, read, not reading correctly. For sure, one of the sensors is not reading correctly, and there's a number of reasons that could cause that. Uh, things like um, like uh, if a wheel bearing is loose, that can cause it. If one of the sensors uh, has failed, uh, that can cause it. Um, uh, you know, the the, the anti lock brake system itself can have a flaw in it. But I think with the with what you're describing, most commonly, it's a sensor that's uh, that's causing that sort of trouble. So it would be, you know, the down at the sensor where the problem is going to exist. All right. Let's uh, take one more call, Dan, and then we'll pick up on some text messages. Luther is calling from Maplewood with a car care question for Dan. Go ahead, Luther. Hi. My name is Luther. I got an a, a O2 Saturn, and uh, it's been leaking off about a couple, a couple of months. You know, now it's like it's getting worse, you know. When I pull it mm-hmm. out of the driveway, you know, I can see full of oil. So I just wonder what causing it. Well, have, we'd have to get. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wonder what causing this. You know. You know. Yeah, that you know, uh, oil leaks are a funny thing to yeah. uh, to <laughs> diagnose, and if if they've been going on on for a while, mm-hmm. they of course they make a huge mess. So our solution to that is we have to get it in and put it up on the rack and clean up the mess uh, for starters before we can even guess where a leak is coming from. <clears throat> There's a fluorescent dye that we can add to the oil that will uh, help us determine exactly where it's coming from, but oftentimes you have to clean up the mess before you can guess. On an O2 Saturn, if it has a lot of miles on it, they're notorious for leaking oil, oil when they get old, and there's a chance that uh, it's going to exceed the value that you're going to be willing to spend to to repair it, but at any rate, uh, you may want to take it in and get it cleaned up and and find out exactly where it's coming from and and if it can be uh, repaired. So, all right, let's see here if we can grab some text messages before we let you go. Here's a 2009 Chevy Trailblazer. Voltage tends to be jumpy uh, when. Uh, or how will drop to 12 and a half otherwise seems to be running around 13.5. Tends to be jumping, yeah. a voltage. <laughs> it's probably working. I, I, I don't think that that's, that that's probably a concern. Uh, you know, the alternator is driven by a belt on the car, so the, the faster that the engine is turning, the more capacity that the alternator has to put out, and the alternator is controlled by a regulator. In other words, that, that's what keeps the 
a voltage from getting too high mostly. Uh, what keeps it from getting from too low is the engine needs to keep running. What keeps it from getting too high is the voltage regulator. And so if it's, uh, if it's going down at a stoplight when you're, Air conditioning is on and your lights are on and all that sort of stuff. Uh, that's probably normal because the alternator is just not turning fast enough to keep up with all that stuff. And then if when you're driving down the highway, uh, the voltage stays steady, then I think, uh, I think everything's working just fine. So I would say there's probably not a problem with that. You know, here we are, Dan, in the fairgrounds at the 45th annual Back to the 50s, and I'm looking at a beautiful 57 Chev that's just going by. Here's a texter that says, uh, Dan, what's your opinion of these newer electric cars? Well, they seem to be here to stay. Uh, they're cool. I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're fun to drive because an electric motor uh, has way more torque than an internal combustion engine, and... So when you step on the the gas, when you step on the accelerator pedal, uh, an electric motor takes right off. I know uh, <clears throat> many, many of the high-end sports cars are now doing away with uh, turbochargers and, and putting electric motors uh, on the cars with an internal combustion engine. So, so in other words, uh, <clears throat> the boost comes from an electric motor and uh they're pretty cool too so i don't know i think they're here to stay uh yeah i think the industry has done a good job of of designing them and engineering them and so i think they seem to be holding up pretty well so uh i don't know i'm i, I would be i would be interested in them and and i would not be afraid of having one all right now I think we we may have talked about this before. Have you ever? The texter wants to know. Have you ever worked on motor scooters? <laughs> I assume like I a Vespa I, or something. I have, but I but I'm not going to advertise that because we, <laughs> we, uh, we we had one. Uh, we had you know customers of ours will bring them in when they can't get them started in the spring, and they can yeah. never get them started in the spring. And then as well, that's what this I question died. is. Yeah, I know. As it sits in my driveway, another one shows up, and another one shows up because people see them <laughs> sitting there, and it's convenient to just drop their lights. But uh, yes, we do. We have done it. We've worked on them many times. They're very simple. And, what is uh, usually the case? Uh, this texter says they forgot to add stabilizer. They changed all the fuel, but it still won't start. Yeah, that it's always fuel, and Isn't that uh, more, so? most com- most commonly we have to take the carburetor apart a little bit. And clean the uh, clean the little tiny ports inside the carburetor so the gas will flow through again. It's always fuel related. Uh, that's always. all that ever goes wrong with them. And uh, so and we have that, to uh, we have to, we have to make our leave here and make way for Jack Farrell. Uh, but how do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's today? Well, give us a call today. We'll be here this morning until noon at six five one two two eight one three one six. You can find us on the web at Lloyd's Automotive. Net, L-L-O-I-D-S, LloydsAutomotive.net, or just come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Outstanding, as the street rods go by. Dan, we'll talk to you in the studio next week. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.